Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Six pounds, pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in... Mm, Bersaglia. Bersaglia? Bersaglia. Bersaglia. I want to tell you guys about little Miss Bersaglia. Um, we got this... Oh, my name's Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful yep. co-host, Joy. Mm-hmm. Um, we got this email and it was just so sweet. And I want to read it to you. My name is blank. I'm not going to read her name because it's none of your business. My name is Snodgrass. <laughs> now we've moved to first name being Snodgrass. All of our listeners. This is from our sweet listener, Snodgrass Bersaglia. Uh, my name is Snodgrass and I'm 14 and I'm a huge fan of your show. You guys help me learn about so many things from a Christian point of view and are so fun to listen to. I first heard Sheologians when my mom started listening to it and I immediately got hooked. My absolute favorite part of the podcast is when Summer says, today we're here to put the her slash she and fill in the blank. Anyways, you guys are such an inspiration. Keep up the work. Your future sheologian, Snodgrass, Bersaglia. So I felt that... Uh, Only appropriate. Miss Snodgrass should definitely be <laughs> our her for the day. What a sweet email to get. I loved it. Yeah, those are always nice. Anyway, I had a question for you. Oh, okay. Because this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Okay. Because my husband points this out to me. This is something that I do all the time. But what is something that is not extravagant, not expensive, that you will not buy (laughs) unless you are forced to? Like, you have to. Because I have a really long list of things that my husband's like, babe, buy a new one that literally has a hole in it. Babe, it's on fire. Throw it away. Babe, that is a rag. Throw it away. Buy a new one. This happened recently because, you know, I've been making a lot of bread. Right. And um, my pot holders are... 12 Done. years old mm-hmm. um they're about as thick as a tissue and yeah. what i have been doing what i thought <laughs> you like quadruple them up you like fold them four times and then you're like they're still good oh. they still block the heat oh yeah no 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 <laughs> what i do is burn myself <laughs> oh okay <laughs> on my 450 degree cast iron dutch oven and i'm like this is fine i i this is fine i think there are those things that we're all like blind to blind so there are things where i'm blind. like oh we're out well it's just a necessary expense <laughs> and then yeah. some things i'm like i will not it's like you can't even see that they're really past their prime <clears throat> never occurred to me um something that i am actually going to be replacing at my soonest convenience yeah is our our uh toilet brushes because it's just something that you like like <laughs> I well first of all it's hard because it's meant to get dirty so they never stay first time you use it it's no longer 
a great you never want to touch it again i no longer want this in my house now that it's done its job i want to throw it away but then there's moment there's this moment where you're like oh how long have i had this yes um and the fact is a nice brand new one is twelve dollars or if you go to ikea they probably have them for three dollars yeah yeah there's probably three now after inflation Inflation. um (laughs) But yeah, so I have those things that I'm blind to. Like usually oh, it's yeah. washcloths, things that sort of seemingly uh-huh. continue to hold up. I wipe dirt with it, so it's fine. Right. But about a week ago, I had burned my hand for the like 85th time, yeah. you know, and I was like, hey, do you think I could like get some new pot holders and my husband like laughed and he was like why are you even asking me this question why why would you even ask he was like just buy like, some let me new lay ones. it out for you <laughs> you're requesting to buy new pot holders because when you th- pick things up out of the oven your hands are burning he was like no burn yourself <laughs> yeah no, we just really can't afford That's... that. You're going to have to keep burning your hands. I just couldn't do it. I don't know why I've had him because I've had him for 12 years. Another one is hair ties. Uh, every, oh, yeah. every year when I run out of hair ties, what I do is I just hold on to the last hair tie. Yeah. The, the single hair tie that I know where it is. Right. And I just use that. Protect on, it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my husband. So what he started doing is every year he just puts hair ties in all the girls stockings because he knows that's good he knows that none of us have hair ties that's a good that's a good tip for any of the husbands listening yes. is if you if you know the things that your wife is blind to yeah that for some reason she's acting like they cost five hundred dollars <laughs> but they only cost two or three dollars <laughs> just stocking stuffer so the moral of the story is i went on amazon i found a set of pot holders that was like the color that i want and like heat resistant yeah. and, do, 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 do. and they came with bonus like, oh, like yeah. kitchen towels yeah. that are everyone's new favorite kitchen towels and i spent 12 dollars. yeah i'm like man why why yeah um my other thing i need to replace is our cutting boards yes mm-hmm. those gotta be replaced regularly like, yeah it just especially your wooden ones like your wooden cutting boards you're technically supposed to yeah. be like oiling them and yeah. servicing your cutting boards mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i when, don't know who mm-hmm. all is doing that but if had, you are yeah. you're really on top of things i had to get my uh i had to get my restaurant manager certification when i became a manager at oh Starbucks. Yeah, yeah it's the same certification as if i was running like an olive garden right like food safety wise and i remember when I started learning about cutting boards and how you're supposed to take care of them. Yeah. And I remember the the lady leading the certification class was like, this is how you potentially get. And there's like a list of all these like foodborne illnesses. And, and I was just in shock. I was in shock. I was like, how have I gone through my whole life and not known yeah. any of this? And uh, now I get, I, I probably replace because I buy cheap cutting boards. I get new mm-hmm. ones every year. So I am. Um... I watched the video um, when I got my food handler's card, mm-hmm. the video where the person, like the little animated person, like touches the chicken and then they like touch a bunch of things <laughs> and in it's the all kitchen left there. and it like leaves like Do you little... see that in your head? I yeah. still see that in my head all the time. There's a, uh, there's a moment in, um, <laughs> did you ever watch the chef show 
on no, Netflix. I didn't get with, around um, to it. You told me to watch what's it. What's his face? It's a great show. Um, John Favreau. Yeah, uh, it's a great show. But there's an episode uh, Seth Rogen's on, and he says, "Isn't chicken just like poison?" <laughs> <laughs> It's just poison. It's just, like yeah. when you handle chicken in your uh-huh. kitchen, just act like it's poison. Yeah, until <laughs> it's cooked. It's horrifying. <laughs> I really got an. I got the ick from some chicken yesterday, and I had to throw it away. I think chicken is most likely that is the number one meat to give me ick. The scares. Yeah, yeah. Pork is technically the most dangerous. Is what I learned in class, but uh, um, I agree that we don't eat a lot of pork. I don't eat it. I don't. So I, don't, I guess maybe it would give me more ick, but I just don't really should, handle it a lot. But lab. I think it doesn't smell as bad in its raw form. And then, like yesterday, I was I opened up a can of chicken to make chicken salad for uh-huh. lunch, and um, I thought I'd squeezed all the water out, but I didn't. Oh, okay. You know, and then it was just like sitting in the bowl, and I was like, mm, mm, "This is going to be a lovely lunch for not me." <laughs> for someone else because i got the ick so yeah, bad yeah I don't and know i like that couldn't is. get over it yeah <laughs> no it yeah it like it messes with your palate to the point where you like put it that happened i feel like that happens to me more i don't know if that's like uh once you've had covid which now at this point like we basically right, all we've have. all had it right i don't know if that i don't know obviously obviously i the thing i associate that with is like being pregnant right just that just like this was fine this food was fine and now it is not but when i think about it going into my mouth like no i want to throw up or in your case i don't like pickle and mustard and salami sandwiches but i'll eat one every day disgusting right now disgusting (laughs) i don't know the thought of eating that now but i just i don't know i feel like it happens more I don't know if maybe I'm just, I've freaked myself out about foodborne illnesses. Or oh, once you take the what? food certification class and you learn You're, all the ways yeah. that you could potentially kill yourself, it's uh, it's amazing that Yeah, I tell my survived. husband, so uh, <laughs> I have, to, there are times when I like reassure my husband, I'm like, just remember, I have never made a sick. But he gets freaked out, and so I'll I'll be like, I'm making chicken for dinner. Do not come in here because you're <laughs> gonna see not me. Come in here because I have a system. Like when I handle meat, yes. yeah. Because of based off, you have to like open a door to get to our trash. So I keep that open. I keep the right. water on so that I don't have to like twist anything. Yes. And so I'm like, I definitely have it down. Yeah. But it just freaks Stay him out. out of here. It just freaks yeah. him out. You're not gonna be able to get over it. You're just gonna. <laughs> It's gonna. You're gonna walk in here. And it's gonna be like that cartoon where you're just looking around and there's like hot orange spots <laughs> of all the chicken juice that I've just left everywhere. I just sprinkling it, uh, <laughs> dancing in a circle and sprinkling it in the air. <laughs> As I've told you, my husband and I are watching Alone. Oh yeah, the survival show. Uh-huh. I'm super into it. I yeah. know that doesn't sound like me. It's a really interesting. I love show. the show. But there, what I there's a there's a repeated theme that I'm just really loving, which is in both seasons of Alone that I've watched, two of the people that have fared the best have been women, mildly crazy, like a little bit of uh-huh. crazy eye, yeah, women who have degrees in like um, both of them had doctorates in ah oh, what's the word like ancient civilizations, right. mm-hmm. and um. 
in one of the seasons, I this lady when I when you first see her, I was like, oh man, she's the first one out. Oh, that's what I know exactly what lady you're talking about because she she acts like kind of an airhead, and then you find out that she. I watched her has this very specific skill set that makes her like perfect for the show. Unbelievable. I know she exactly found, what you're talking about. She found she found a bone, an animal bone, and dug and built a, the most incredible shelter uh, that I've ever seen mm-hmm. built on alone with her bare hands. And then she started starving to death. And every day and she did. They eventually she got booted because yeah, she yeah. it was dangerous how much mm-hmm. because she couldn't feed herself after right. a while when it got too Yeah, cold. when it starts to get snowy. But uh every day what what uh, what I'm loving watching. And the other chick too. She has a degree in something crazy. Yeah. She has mildly crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. But the thing that they both have in common is that they have the most positive outlook no matter what horrible things are happening one of them almost drowned and got hypothermia (laughs) okay and as she's saving herself from death okay her mic is on her like Uh shirt or whatever and everything she's saying is positive everything she's like well it's great that this is happening this way because of this reason and just like and i'm just like (laughs) <laughs> okay okay so the moral of the story is when things are going horribly and you're about to die if yeah. you just keep <laughs> focusing yeah. on the good things that are happening you might make it through but i thought about that because both of them when they were cooking i was watching one of the one of the crazy eye doctor uh-huh. ladies who likes to live off the land her gill net keeps catching all these salmon and she just like walks on over to him with her crazy eyes and knifes the head off and mm-hmm. then cooks herself this giant salmon but i was and i was just listening to her talk about like cook time and like temperature and like just doing it this this way and making sure and it it was just so i'm like man we have been eating i know it's easy to get scared of food but just like watching these women out in the forest like cook raw fish right. and then do it all right and also just be a little crazy <laughs> well and like just, handle handle rabbits and yeah you know and they don't have they they don't really have the most like hygienic no setup but when you know what you're when doing you know what you, you're doing you create a little system for yeah. how to do things clean and really cool yeah those girls i mean wow it's really true we've been eating animal for products a for a very time. long time yeah before Yes. The invention of Lysol. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll be okay. But yeah, still, that watery chicken. Nope. Something about chicken. <laughs> I was out. It's really true. Something about chicken. I was out. All right. Well, anyway, you can leave us a voicemail at <laughs> 470 Um, Thank you for your email, Snodgrass Bersaglia. Um, let us know what uh, not expensive things you absolutely refuse to buy against all of your better judgment. If you don't know them, ask your husband. <laughs> yeah, your he knows children. what they are. <laughs> they know what they are. <laughs> Maybe um, it's like pajamas. <laughs> it's like, uh, hey, you've been wearing that same shirt. I do have a pajama shirt that like the armpit is just fully ripped out of it. Not there. Um, why do I keep that shirt? I don't know. It's habit. We are creatures of habit. Uh, for me, it's habit. It's like this. That's why I say it's like a blindness. Yeah. Or like, I don't know if you, I'm sure there's different, there's varying levels of this, but I like create little piles and little sections of my house that are allowed to kind of accumulate 
clutter. And then I know that at some point I will go through that. That's like kind of the function of a junk drawer, right? Yes. It's sort of a catch all. And then every once in a while you You go through it it and you make, yeah. I have baskets. Right. So yeah. Um, But that's what those little, they Mm. allow you to be blind to it. Or in a way you're like, oh, I can ignore that because it's in that designated messy spot. Yep. That's my basket. But I think that's true of like, you designate certain items as like, oh not important it's doing its job it's fine it feels good when you finally clean those out though i will say yeah yes i did a big kitchen clean out a couple weeks ago tupperware clean out Mm -hmm. lid clean out uh, the whole shebang and i gotta say felt amazing at some point last year i made myself like a list Mm. of all the little like nooks and crannies uh-huh. like closet or like under the guest bed under uh-huh. our bed uh-huh. and and then i've just throughout the year kind of been checking them off crossing like every yep. once in a while when i have some spare time mm-hmm. i'm like let's just do it let's get it and you yep. know it really helps you know what's really enjoyable is when in about 10 years from now you can do this with georgia you can like show her like this is how we clean out a cabinet and then just like just be like, that's your, this that's cabinet, your cabinet is yours now. That's your cabinet. You that's what I orderly. did. That's what I did with my pantry. I think I right. talked about it. I'm like, Clementine, this is your pantry. I will pay you, but you got to stay on top of it. Right. It feels so good. Right. <laughs> it's great. It's great. And I oversee else. it and I make sure, you know, I give her point. I wasn't just like, good luck, you know. Right. But and if like, she wasn't doing a good job, you'd be like, it's fine. We'll just. <laughs> no. But it's really, it's fantastic and it's great practice for them. But oh, yeah. it's also just like train your kids how to clean out your vitamin cabinet. Especially if you have a lot of kids. Like what? <clears throat> oh yeah. What's even the point? Oh yeah. Having all those kids. But let me tell you, <laughs> I took 10 minutes the other night to clean out under my bathroom sink. My bathroom sink is always just like open it, throw it in, forget it. Yeah. Oh, cleaning that out. I felt like a new person. Yeah. So I Something highly about recommend accumulating all those. Well, I think that's Razor another heads. thing. I think that's <laughs> another thing that maybe like <laughs> some of us didn't get a lot of lessons in expiring beauty oh, products. Yes. Like makeup that expires. Clean those uh, out. Medicine that expires. Yes. Like just get rid of it. I know my uh, that's another thing. My daughters, they like to go through my makeup drawer. And they're like, can I have, they know if they like clean it out, they'll probably be able to like get something from right. me. <laughs> it works out great for me because I don't care about my makeup and <laughs> well, and it's like new for them and you're not having to purchase a bunch of yeah, new things. It's great. It's wonderful. Anyway. Um, let's see. I already gave you guys the voicemail. Um, yeah, we just keep chatting. <sighs> Patreon.com slash Sheologians is where book club is happening. We are, I'm having a good time. We have a really good group reading along with us this time. We are reading The Pastor's Wife by Sabina Wormbrand, and mm-hmm. it's not too late to join us. And that book is free online, so you can jump in whenever you want. Right. That's happening at patreon.com slash sheologians. And we are starting a new series today, a little mini series. I don't know if it's a mini series. If like our last several series were four episodes and we're planning on three, is it mini? <laughs> It's a three quarters series. It's a long episode split into three parts. 
Okay. <laughs> I think it's a series. Okay. I mean, this is like kind of a Hershey type thing. Like we kind of make the rules unless okay. there's like an official. I am down with that. Definition or I'm, like a parameter for what makes a series a series. I'm down with that. Well, so what we want to talk about for the next couple of weeks uh, is. Well, here's my thought. Here's a thought I had. And then I shared it with Joy and she was like, that's a thing. Let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think a lot of the time when you see kind of stereotypes, right? Stereotypes don't come out of nowhere. And I was thinking about the Karen stereotype, which mm-hmm. is a very real stereotype that describes a very real phenomenon. And uh, something I... Uh, try to mercilessly do is uh, self-assess when necessary and read who I am in a story. And so when I see a Karen, the thought that comes into my head is, well, I don't want to be that person in the story. And when I do like a radical self-assessment and I check my behavior i'm like okay is this karen behavior because i don't want that i don't want to be that nobody wants to be well mm, well (laughs) maybe i spoke too soon but my thought was that i think there there's not there's there's a reason that this is a phenomena describing women it's a Karen for a reason. Yeah. Um, and I do think that it, it is a, the Karen behavior that we all know is ugly and bad mm-hmm. and not who we want to be. Right. Is a, just a twisting of something that is inherent to women. And so my thought was, we know that Karen behavior being, the self-appointed boss of other people um, always having something kind of critical to say of people that just, it's not your business to say like it always to. entitled to an opinion. Yeah. You know, the, I want to speak to the manager because I'm a manager. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the manager that should be listened to um, really comes from a natural place where I think it is a twisting and it is sinful and it is ugly, but it's a twisting of something that I think is inherent to women, which is that we are meant to be managers. Mm -hmm. But when you take your management duty beyond where it belongs is when it becomes really ugly. So if you look at the, the Proverbs 31 woman, if you just want to take that as like a template of like, okay, what are women supposed to be doing? There's a lot of management there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that are under her sight that she ought to be planning, that she ought to have opinions about, that she ought to be on top of Mm -hmm. in a very specific way. But the thing that is beautiful about that is that they're all the things that are under her purview that have been given to her right right her business yeah. and so that's what's so ugly about the karen that is is it's that natural tendency of women to want to take control of a situation for supposedly the good of those in the situation mm-hmm. um but it's when it's taken outside of what's supposed to be managed by that woman that's when we all know 
like ooh, this is ugly and not pleasant that's not good to be around <clears throat> and awkward to experience yeah oh it's in the checkout line yeah next to you <laughs> so ugly so ugly when you te- when you treat you know someone else's home as if it's yours or even just like in a business this isn't your business right. or someone else's kids like it it's just it's just ugly um and you know i just can't help but thinking of i can't help but think of we we so freely talk about um the things inherent to men that are just like ugly and that we hate mm-hmm. and we call it toxic patriarchy yeah um but what about what about the women what's the toxic matriarchy up to and the karen i think just came to the top of my list right yeah and you know we're all we're made women are made to be more a certain way for a reason and we're equipped to handle our role better largely not saying there's not little exceptions to the rules or whatever um but yeah it's when we uh when we just like we fully embrace every uh expression Mm-hmm. of those god-given traits or roles without actually submitting them to god <laughs> right like if you're just like oh this is how i naturally am mm-hmm. and so i am just gonna be this way totally unfettered without any sort of discernment or any sort of um objective right rules that should uh sort of guide right my behavior um and we're i mean we're just flat out obviously against that right you guys know that like we're not (laughs) like we are sheologians is never going to be cool with just like this is how i am so i get to be who i am without right uh, any submission to god or his word or to my husband or to my pastors or to anyone like i'm just free to be me and uh and i think that's where like the in the today and in the coming weeks that's where these tropes come from basically we're just saying like these all these things may be in a rooted in a good thing right um but this is what happens like anything Mm -hmm. that you don't put under the the submission of god is going to get twisted right and um yeah, these need to be directed in the right way right. in order for them to be godly or righteous or even beautiful and feminine at all. Yeah. Because you could be, I guess I said a lot about, <clears throat> you could be a Karen in your own household. Uh, right. Wait, so it's, it is yeah. possible yeah. To, to be a Karen in your own household. And, you know, so how 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 do you avoid that? Right. Yeah. How do you... Like, well, yeah, it seems like everything that happens in your house should be your business. And probably to a large extent it is. But some things, Mm -hmm. um, maybe you're crossing the line. (laughs) It's not your business. Or there are things, there are things you can't, um, like your children aren't your employees Mm. to manage. You can't just fire them if they're not doing (laughs) a good job. (laughs) So there is like, there is a level where you are having to be gracious and you're having yeah. to, um, you know, uh, they're, pe- they're people. They should be directed in a loving way. Right. Not like a stranger that you're angry with. Right. They should be directed like 
you know them and you love them and you care for them and you're invested in them. And uh, I think, yeah, that's that could be an issue inside of your home as well, even though it is your purview. Right. And this is your people. This is your first priority. Or like, what is your... <clears throat> Like the Karen is sort of also, she's like, I mean, obviously this very much goes with not minding your own business, but she's very interested. She's critically interested Mm. in what other people are doing around her. Mm -hmm. And I think that you start to step into the busybody Mm -hmm. uh, category pretty quickly. Um, Yeah. And so it's like, is your, is, are the critiques of your, the people in your household is that just like a love of like drama and yeah. just like critical spirit like i or I, just just an interest in like my daughter's got this going on because she's got this and this and and um and even just like an obsession like mm-hmm. do some things need to just be let go yeah Can love cover some things um or, or have yeah. you become obsessed with with um this sort of like cynical, critical mm-hmm. uh, mindset yeah. over everything. Yeah. And I, it can be a tough balance between you want to be discerning and you, uh, but you want to be involved. Uh, but yeah, if you do have a kind of critical approach all the time, that's going to be really painful for your kids. They're yeah. going to know that. Right. I also think I remember, um, one of our friends, her son <laughs> said to her, um, God's not done with me yet. Oh yeah. You know, and that just really stuck with her mm-hmm. of just like your kids are being sanctified. Your kids are growing right. the way that you are too. You might be taking for granted some things <clears throat> that you've already, yeah. you already had to learn. Yeah. Or you might be forgetting things that they have grown out of. Right. Um, maybe, you know, things that you used to constantly have to deal with and it's good to remember that you too you know isn't the lord so gracious that he doesn't just show us all of our failings all at once right oh man (laughs) it would be so discouraging if he did and i think a lot of times you know you want to it's easy to not be a karen when you treat your children like they are also being sanctified like you are they are also growing like you are um and it's not always a it's not always personal like if you receive bad service in a store if you receive if you receive certain uh treatment or you notice something going on in your home right. it's not always personal and sometimes it's hard for us to not yeah make it personal and i do think that that kind of has to do with um sort of the female uh, predisposition of thoughtfulness and meeting the needs yeah. of others and even anticipating the needs of others. Um, yep. And so like somewhere under all the Karen <laughs> is someone who is the reason she's so attuned to when people are making mistakes is because she understands what needs to be done and she understands what the needs of the household are, what people like certain preferences they have. Um, and um you know, again, without any proper submission or guidance that can turn into like a, like even just thoughtfulness, like you're, you being predisposed to being thoughtful and conscientious of other and wanting, wanting people to feel comfortable and fed and have their needs met. Um, that can turn into a very, um, 
that can alter your uh, expectations yep. of other people yep. uh, and turn into bitterness. Oh yeah. Like why aren't, why aren't my needs ever considered? Right. Um, why does this person never do this? And they don't even know. Right. I mean, I do feel like, unfortunately, a lot of times that tends to be directed at your your husband. husband. Yeah. Um, and it's like you you never even <laughs> you yeah. never even expressed a desire right. for a, a certain need to be met, and you have set your expectations so high that your husband should just know right. what you need and what you like without you ever having to say anything. Right. And so it's kind of you like projecting. Right. Well, like, don't you know it should be run this way? That's why I'm saying something because you should know. And if it was my store, or my restaurant, I would not let this stand, you know. And I mean, I think it's worth uh, obviously the tone. I think, mm. uh, well, I guess just I, not even so much the tone, but it's the way that something comes out of your mouth, I think, is a part of that whole like like what comes out of your mouth reveals what Within your heart, heart is. Yeah. So it's not just the subject matter. Right. But it's the way like is like n- bitter lemon juice nastiness always coming out. Like <laughs> it's not just about like, oh, I'm saying right sinful things, but the tone and the heart behind. Right. Uh, like, I don't know. I think just meanness. Mm-hmm. I do think women while we're known for being more gentle Mm -hmm. and kind and non-confrontational, I think that there's a different um, Mm -hmm. type of vitriol that can come out of a woman that's maybe a little more sneaky even or private or I don't know. I mean, maybe I guess the good thing about Karen is that she voices her (laughs) her sin out loud instead of hiding her sin. She doesn't realize it, but I mean, yeah, she, yeah, <laughs> we all know we can all see it. It's funny. I'm going back to alone. The guy, this guy, all he's done the whole season is fall, trip and fall and yell. He's really just constantly yelling and tripping and falling and yelling and tripping uh-huh. and falling and everything. And, and at one little like confessional he's doing this for the camera, he was like, you know, sometimes I have a short temper and I just cried laughing because it's like, we know, like we just so you know, (laughs) people can actually see you and what you're doing. And I think a lot of times women will go on this crusade where, because the end goal would seem like the best thing, it doesn't matter how they get there in their head. Like it doesn't matter that to get to this point, I was shrill and I was angry and I was And I traumatized that cashier. (laughs) (laughs) The good thing was going to come in the end. Right. But Uh, now she knows. (laughs) I just died laughing. I'm like, sometimes I have a short temper. (laughs) It's just like, Oh yeah. That's a, that's that's something important to remember is that thing that, Sometimes you think there's things that you think everyone knows and they don't know because you've not been vocal. And then there's things that you think are very private. And it's like, no, I definitely know that. It's hard to not know it. We all saw that. (laughs) In fact, you're wearing it on your forehead. (laughs) Well, anyway, that's the Karen twist for me. The Karen twist for me is that... 
uh, Karen says, I am going to be the boss of what is not mine to be the boss of. Whereas uh, I think a godly woman is happy to take responsibility and management and care for what is put under her. And that's a big difference yeah than just being bossy right or overbearing or shrill or rude it's like you know leadership or just nosy even right yeah well and even in you know i think about the fact that women are called to a kind of leadership in their home uh where you know when you're when you're in charge of something when you're supposed to be managing something it's let's say you're gonna let your kids help you bake right okay this is supposed to be fun but who's this going to be the least fun for honestly the mom yeah especially depending on the age of the children helping the baking (laughs) because you're taking on the leadership like leadership involves a a willingness to have i think the least amount of fun sometimes oh yeah um in fact most of the time uh the the person bearing that responsibility um it's the biggest task it's the hardest job and and you know is this a glad bearing of responsibility on your part like can you joyfully handle the mess that's about to be made in your kitchen for the sake of those who hopefully you're leading into a love of baking and hopefully you're leading them into a love of learning how to make something, you know, whatever it is. Um, The Karen isn't doing that. The Karen just wants the cookies to be made. Right. And the kids' hearts are going to be squashed along the way. Um, And that's, uh, you know, which way shall you go? ladies is the question agreed i don't have a feminist of the week um i had one Hmm. and i don't really have like an article but it was just something that i there's a bunch of articles that i've seen Mm. and then i've seen it just like a few people talking about it and i just thought it was kind of interesting do tell um and we'll we'll decide who in this story is the feminist of the week or Okay, this what? is fun. Yeah. But um, did you hear about the whole um, Penn Badgley drama? He's that actor from the Netflix original series, You. Uh, brown like, hair. Yeah. Floppy. F- floppy brown hair. Yeah. Guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Vaguely seen um, him somewhere. Yeah. I, I watched like half of the first season of You and then I was like, oh, I cannot watch this show. Oh, is that bad? Um, yeah. It's oh. just, it's not like the, not that the quality of it is horrible. Just the content is not. Okay. Um, We're not watching it. Got it. Good. Okay. But uh, so he recently came under scrutiny from a lot of his fellow Hollywood cohort because he, they recently, I guess, put out a season and um, he is married, I guess, since in the show s- to in real life. Okay. So he has a wife. He was not married. Okay. The first three seasons. Okay. But he was married in the fourth season that just recently came out. I think. Okay. Some of those numbers might be off a little bit. It might not be four seasons. I really don't. We're not don't, watching the I show. I don't follow the show and I don't recommend it. Okay. <laughs> but, um, he said that that was because he takes fidelity in his marriage very seriously. And so he basically requested like no sort of intimate 
scenes with another actress with another actress that okay he was not married to well i support that right but then i also just was thinking like like where is the line mm. like what is the line mm. it, have we blurred that line because like mm. he was obviously just before he got married his rule was just i can have sex with whoever i want <laughs> like as long as i'm not but no and i so i appreciate obviously he came under fire because people were saying people were saying that like because he can't he can't control himself enough Ugh. to where it's not cheating stupid which, so they're saying that like Ugh. and i don't know it just i guess you know maybe... you know what would make this man the most virtuous <laughs> It would be if he could kiss tons of women <laughs> and have zero feelings. If he could feelings. simulate <laughs> intercourse no. with, with other women. People are so ridiculous. Um, without. That is so ridiculous. And so, and so I don't know. I guess I maybe he's not a feminist of the week. Maybe there is no feminist of the week. Maybe this is just a conversation we're having. But I just was like, I was like, what is the line here? And so that's a very arbitrary standard to me in my mind, mm -hmm. though I agree that you should not be kissing people you're not married to. We definitely support <laughs> that. Do not do But that. then also everyone got so mad at him because, and they were just saying like, it's like, Why? it's insulting because it's like you're being unprofessional. Like you're saying how that, could this possibly that other be married? Yes, we are. Other saying. married yes. actors and actresses <laughs> who have kissed other people who they're not married to yes. or engaged in or simulated acts with. I'm happy to say that. <laughs> I I want to be offensive with him and say I know that yes, you are cheating on your spouse, <laughs> right? And I I join him, but in he just that. said like he took it so seriously, and I was like oh, I guess some people really do. Like, at least when it comes to the institution of marriage, like, obviously, we don't agree with what he did what before. Previously. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I was just thought that was so interesting. And I was also like, are we watching adultery when we watch a movie where I'm like, is that I'm like, is that like, just like I wouldn't watch, I don't want to watch naked people on a screen because I'm watching them sin. There's a difference between someone acting like they're sinning, yeah. an actor acting like they're sinning, and someone actually sinning. Right. And so I'm like, if I watch a show, yeah, and there's two married people, and they're married to other people, and they're like, I'm watching yeah. them kissing. Yeah, I guess that brings up... Is it our responsibility to check the marital status of everyone? Right. In yeah. A and film? I'm, I'm certainly not telling you like how to think. <laughs> right. But I'm just like, that's something. I just can't believe he became, he came under fire for that. And so oh, yeah. in our, in our, in our inclusive age full of just tolerating everyone, it's oh, always it the Christian value. It's that... always so funny <laughs> that what actually can't be tolerated is when an actor says, I will only kiss my wife. <laughs> We will not tolerate when that. We, when we even get close to anything <laughs> resembling some sort of Christian moral that came from the Bible. Um, wow. I will accept any definition of fidelity <laughs> except for the Christian that. one. <laughs> How dare you judge Ex me? <laughs> except for the actual one. Except for the actual definition. <laughs> Oh man! Well, but yeah, it's just so funny how I mean, and that's just—I yeah. think mainly I just think it's interesting because this is how 
this is what happens when you let everyone have your truth with no objective standard is you guys all will just end up eating each other alive because at some point someone else's truth will eventually become offensive enough to you to that you like just can't stay silent and i just thought it was i like read a little bit too about they have they're called like directors of intimacy that's like an actual role like on a film set people who are it's especially after the me too movement Mm. um there's like this whole role set in place to make sure that people are simulating like sexual acts with each other in a respectful way and then they're trying to act and they're trying to i'm like i don't this is a sewer. I've just been thinking about this a lot. And even just like, how do you, how do you pretend to the sewer. be like Intimate. connected with yeah. someone in that way? Like, it's one thing to, to like act like you're attracted to or mm. whatever, but to like engage in certain acts. I'm just like, how is that even, how are they even getting this? It's just editing. Yeah for a lot of people like yeah. it's it's got to be editing because there's no way a lot of even actors well, know, are comfortable i know uh in uh the end of fireproof kirk cameron like when the kiss had to come at the end oh sorry um of the movie when the marriage got back together or whatever they were behind a curtain and then he had his wife come in and he kissed his wife and all you could see is the shadow right okay you know because he was only going to kiss his wife and I'm sure that that just offends somebody out there right. which is just ridiculous. So you're but. saying you can't kiss another woman without <laughs> cheating on your wife? Yes. Yes, I am saying that. <laughs> We've all lost our minds. Everyone is the feminist of the week <laughs> this week. Um, everyone, I nominate everyone. You can leave everyone us. except for Penn Badgley. Everyone except Somehow for him. Somehow he he skated through on this one. <laughs> Never heard of him, but he wins this week. All right, you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. We'll see you next week.